0: Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Today I wanted to come on here and talk to y'all about this new, new age movement. I said a new, new age movement that's been hitting the scenes, especially on social media. Now, if you are on the Facebook, especially, you know, the timeline is constantly being filled with content um, some of these pages you follow, you don't follow, but a lot of times you got a lot of sponsored ads that will come on, right? And time and time again, I will see two specific, uh, groups or, um, sponsors for two groups. One is called Gaia. I believe it's G-A-I-A talking about all this stuff about ancient mysteries and trying to decode what it really means. Of course, nothing pertaining to God, the one true God or anything like that. I always skip over Gaia. And then there's one that every time I see it, I, I, pro- I probably put a comment in the section just like, this person's leading you astray, blah, 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 blah. But I, I finally got tired of this thing coming up on my page. No, not tired enough to block it, though. And I finally clicked it. Now, what it is, is is, is a group or the page and the company and the app is called Unified. Okay, so that's U-N-I-F-Y-D. I'm sure somebody has seen it, especially if you're on the social media, especially if you're on Facebook. And the name of this, I guess you could call it a documentary, that they have released on this platform, Unified, is called Disclosure. The collection is specifically called Disclosure. And what it is, is an interview. I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's a guy, he's, um, his voice is distorted, he is a shadow, and there is the guy sitting across him, an interviewer, whose name I believe is Jason Shakura or Shakura. I'm going to get his name for you. Do not quote me on that right now. But he asks some questions about, well, why should we believe you? And, you know, is God real? And all these questions about the, the, where the Garden of Eden is and um, extraterrestrials and all this stuff. And he comes up with all these intricate answers that he says that he's allowed to share. And, and you can tell what pisses me off all the time, excuse me, is simply that it's truth um, mixed with lies. It's truth mixed with lies. It's truth mixed with lies. But what fascinated me even more is when you go through the comment section and people are like, oh, you know, I, I watched it and this was awesome. And they're on board. They're on board with the message of the uh, mysterious dark messenger with the distorted voice. They are on board with uh, Jason, the interviewer, and unified and disclosed. They get it. They're, they're in it. And they're just, I say, you know what? I'm I'm tired. You know me. I say it all the time. Don't really want to talk. I have an opinion on things, but don't really want to. I wanted to hear what the at least one interview because disclosures. The collection is actually broken down into uh, a, a part one, part two, and part three. And the one, the first documentary or collection, uh, it, the, the it, in disclosure is actually the masked visitors' second interview. So although it's the first documentary in this collection, it's actually the masked uh, visitors' second interview. So the second interview is the one that I caught. I'm going to continue to watch on, but from the first interview, you really have a great idea what he's trying to say. The second interviews and, and third and fourth and so on actually just dives deeper into other questions that the interviewer has that um, I would love to hear the answers to. So as I said, I will watch on, but each interview is about two hours or so long. So um, I take notes too. I don't want to just watch it like it's a movie. I take notes because uh so that's what I want to do with you all now is share the notes. So the interviewer, I'm gonna just let's let's read first of all. Let's I'm just gonna read all first what the intro say to this. I got the free trial. Y'all know I ain't paying, I'm not paying. I think it's like $14.99 for the month, that you could get a year. I'm not doing all that. I'm trying to do everything what I need to do in the in the time frame that's allowed to me that is free. But it says here. On January 1st of 2002 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a video titled Disclosure was shared with the public and with Jason Shurka. So his name is Shurka, Jason Shurka, interviewed an anonymous man referred to as Ray, who works firsthand with a very spiritually advanced undercover organization known as TLS, the Light System. This was the first time that Ray has ever, um, honored, uh, Ray honored Jason with the interview. Now it says here in honor of the truth prevailing and humanity reaching its collective destiny in a timely manner, Ray has agreed to come on for a second interview contingent on a voice change and a camera fade in order to preserve his anonymity for his own privacy and security reasons. It says, please remember that because Ray is a foreigner, he does, not, he does have a language barrier to a certain extent. You are all encouraged to focus more on the principles Ray is conveying as opposed to the terminology he chooses to use. Throughout this interview, Ray shares a lot of knowledge and information coupled with many incredible and in some cases even horrifying events he has experienced firsthand throughout his time working with TLS. Although some portions of this interview may be difficult to listen to, being aware of the truth is the first step to taking action in order to make a positive change in the world. Throughout this interview, you will hear many things that may sound unbelievable. The intention of the interview you are about to watch is not to convince you one way or the other, but to simply share vital information with humanity in order to raise our collective level of awareness. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. Now, here is he, the guy, his name is Ray. He's a member of TLS, TLS. Remember, it says here, TLS stands for the light system. Okay, this is the point. That I took away from this interview because again, as I said, it's two hours long, but I stuck to what I felt was um important and got down to to the to the nitty gritty to the, to, the, to the breaking of the code. Okay, so the points that Ray wants, and again, I said it even here, they want to raise a universal awareness. They need. The whole world to get on one level of awareness. And as he talks, you'll, you'll realize it's also one consciousness they want everybody to go into, right? To be honest with you, what he says or Ray says in the interview is that uh, religion separates the people. I agree with that. He says that um, money, politics, all these things separate the people. What he pitches is that there is no one true God. That God is in all of us, you know, that God is in me, God is in you, and God is in everything that we see, the air and the grass. Uh, but there is not really one entity that is called God, but he does believe in other entities, other entities that have manifested himself to him that he refers to as the extraterrestrials. Now, what he says is his understanding of what he would call God, if he had to say what God was, is um, love. Right. Because he says usually people say God is love and he agrees that God is love, not saying that he believes there's one true God and that one true God is love. But if you had to divide to define God, God is love. And that is just us all showing love to one another. Um, The perfect utopia would be. And this is what TLS and other systems, not systems, organizations like him, these undercover, uh, and we're going to re- reveal a little bit of his identity because he does not talk uh, very much about his personal life, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? But he does give some clues. But him and other organizations feel that they are behind the scenes, slowly but surely moving things along for centuries, this has been going on, okay, to uh, move the world into that utopia. This is how he's talking about it. But if you know what you know listening to this podcast, you know what you know, you know the truth, you know what this sounds like already. So in this perfect utopia, he says, it's going to be, it's going to be um, one where it's all love. Love is going to rule. Okay. So In essence, everybody's going to govern their own self. He talks about a system where there's going to be um, no government, no police, no armies, no borders. There's not going to be any church. Uh, We won't need anyone to govern us. We're all going to be our own. I guess you could say each one will be equal with one. Okay, and he even says, along the way, some people will die. He says it all casually, like, it's, it's, like people will die along the way to the movement. But ultimately, it's a small sacrifice compared to the ultimate goal because this system is going to break away, and it needs to break away in order for that, the new, new utopia to come in. Now, he says a lot more than that. Like, for instance, let's get into some personal um, information. Oh, here, let's go back to this, as a matter of fact. Uh, Let's keep talking about this. So this is what's very interesting What he says the universal awareness that the whole entire world needs to be on, because he said we have he said raising awareness is one thing like me on this podcast. I am raising awareness. You could raise awareness about anything, right? Black lives matter. It really doesn't matter. Um cancer anything big pharma you could raise awareness about anything that you want to but in order to see a, a real collective change he said as far as in theory you would need to bring people on a universal awareness where everybody is coming to this awareness and all of a sudden and all at once you understand because he said at that point now it's not just you raising awareness but you have raised a universal awareness He said, how do you find a way to wake up 8 billion people, you have to find a way to, to somehow wake up 8 billion sleeping people all at once in order to have them all universally become aware. And this is what he was saying is that it's going to be needed in order for TLS and these other organizations, but he's specifically working for TLS, to push... This new age that's coming in. And he said that it's going to take something tragic and revolutionary. Something tragic and revolutionary has to happen in order to achieve Mm-mm. the universal awareness that they want. Not just my universal awareness of I want everybody, you know, I would love for people to know more about God or everybody, somebody else's. No. For this universal awareness of this new world order or this one religion called love. And he refers to Tibet. He refers to the people of Tibet as a a way of, as an example to show what kind of utopia they're kind of striving for, that the closest thing to that as a, as a, as a, civilization on this earth right now is the people of tibet who are being persecuted by the chinese but they don't they don't see god they don't see anything they just love like they are a community he just keeps saying that people should just look at the people of tibet or study their ways or even visit if you could he said if you could even get there and you'll understand more of like how the world needs that i don't know that's that's what he keeps using tibet now something tragic and revolutionary has to happen in order to achieve universal awareness well i i keep saying this but when they have to, if, they, if the if theory is true, what people would say in conspiracy theory that they were going to, forget, they, I don't even know that they need to stage an alien invasion. Because at this point, whether they want to use Project Blue Beam or they want to actually summon the fallen to manifest and just say, okay, today's the day, let loose, and we need mankind to to literally come together as one. Because at that point, literally, let's let's be honest. They have had movies like this, where mankind, no matter what the creed, color, religion, or separation, borders, all of that didn't matter because there was a, a, an imminent threat coming from above, threatening the entire human race or something of that nature. So, whatever, so let's say they don't use some kind of fake alien invasion or, or make manifest... Remember, TLS is very clear that he's going to tell you that he... he they have seen ETs, they talk to ETs, they refer to them as extraterrestrial. So to, to don't think these people ain't already talking to them, thanks. And they even said that the governments of the world know about these, these beings and stuff as well. But the ETs are just not going to tell us stuff that we already know. That's why I say he have truth in there mixed with some lies. But I also realized why he talks the way that he talks to, and I'll talk about that later, what kind of damn, imminent? Mean, this is why he said along the way, people will die, and then even if you say you're gonna need a revolution, a revolution is real, you know, a revolution isn't, isn't organized, I mean, a revolution is going to be, it sounds like war, I mean, come on, you know what I'm saying, it's going, it's going to be something go down, it sounds like a lot of poetic, beautiful words, just to just to, to, to sell you into uh, into it, now, a lot of these people that's listening to this stuff is loving it. They love how it sounds because the roof to hell is paved with good intention, right? Everybody wants to rule their own self and govern themselves, and who wouldn't want love to rule over all? And um, the most. He says he believes that we'll be there within the next 170 years. I'm just going to tell you what the man said in the interview, the man Ray from TLS or less. He said he does not believe he's going to see it in his lifetime because he's an older gentleman. But he said that he believes that Sh- 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 Shakura. Oh, I'm messing up his name. The interviewer. <laughs> he said he believed that he will see it in his lifetime because he's, he's still of age. Because, and that would be if it happens sooner than the 170 years. But he said they're getting pretty close to that. Now, let's see. I don't even know how that makes sense. That the, I have no idea how that even makes sense. That's what he said, though. 170 years from now, if you're not going to be here and this guy who's living, everybody's living past 100 now, but okay, I guess he's saying if it happens sooner than that, I, whatever, I'll just tell you what he said. So, yeah, selling one world government for the right reason, you know, that that's what he's doing selling it for the right reason, and he's saying that is a good thing. Now, let's talk about Ray. Ray is a member of TLS, but he's not initiated, so he works for them, but he's not technically initiated, even he would admit. Like I say all the time about any organization, even the secret societies, like I was talking about the Eastern Stars before. And I think the Freemasons, there's levels to that. The people walking through the door don't know the stuff of the people at top. OK, he, he's not initiated, but he knows a lot. But he doesn't. And he will always admit he do, does not know everything. And he could they don't tell him everything. And honestly, he's only assigned to New York. So New York, I live in New York. New York has to worry about Ray. We have Ray running around here and he's not the only one. He said TLS done infiltrated the, the Pentagon, D.C., they're everywhere. And he's a businessman who's well-to-do. He don't need money for nothing. And this information came up because, remember, he don't talk about his personal life too much. Whatever he can answer without giving away of himself. He says not only for his protection, but for the interviewer's protection as well. He's not giving away too much. Um, he was asked do you get compensated for the work that you do for TLS? We're going to talk about the work that he does for TLS, unless you've already seen these documentaries and you already know. And he said, no, he does not get compensation for it. He said, okay, so why would you do this thing? You said that, you know, um, you, you, live, you practically living a double life. People don't know. There's, people don't know that you are uh, what you are because by day he's a businessman and by night, you know, he's... Um, or whenever he needs to be, whatever he needs, he's TLS. He said, there's times you go on assignments where you could potentially risk your life and not come back. It's true because they send him on assignments. These assignments are political assignments and they're spiritual. We're going to talk about that as well. Why do you do it? Long story short, they don't pay you. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this a a senator? Why, Why do you do it? And especially if they don't pay you. And he said, well, they don't pay me. I don't need them to pay me because I'm well-to-do. That's when he's talking about he's he's in business. He's always been well-off, so he doesn't need the money. But travel expenses for when he needs to go here, there, A, B, C, D to do uh, assignments are paid for by TLS. They do take care of that for him. Um, Now, listen to this. He says that nobody calls him. When it's time for a mission, nobody calls him on the phone. Nobody calls him on the phone. They don't send him an email. That's not how they talk. Listen to how TLS or how he gets his assignments from TLS and also after he completes an assignment how he knows whether or not it was successful by watching the news yeah he said by watching the news he said people don't understand the news is not what it's what it's meant to be of course there's some local stories like you know if you ever if you know there was a car accident there was a fire a baby fell out there are local stories that are fine there are that are actually happened now the and the uh, reporters might <laughs> maybe inaccurately report information on some of these cases. We're not saying everything they say is perfectly true. But, but yes, there was an accident. Yes, there was a a, a a mass shooting. You understand what I'm saying. But then there's other stories in the loose that have nothing to do with what's going on in your local stuff. And that's made up. And he says that's where he'll get the information for his next um, his next assignment because it's in code. He said, wow, people are thinking they're watching CNN. He specifically used CNN, but I don't know that CNN is the only company and maybe he was just throwing CNN in there just to just say CNN. But he said, well, people think they're watching CNN. For people, members like TLS and other organizations around the world, that's not CNN for us, he said. That's code. So then after he completes an assignment, whether, when the assignment is done, to know whether it worked or not. They, just because you did it, you know, you still have to follow up to see the results. They can't stay to see the results. They got to dip. They got to abort after it. When they come back, is, he said, he said he, for instance, he'll come home. And, you know, his wife will be in the kitchen, if will probably be in the living room or somewhere close to her. But, you know, she'll be talking to him. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, if he's watching, the news will come on and he'll specifically see something that just looks like the news to her. And he'll just, she said, all of a sudden, she, I'll just start telling her, shut up, shut up, shut up, I got to hear this, I got to hear this. Like, and he said, like, she'll never understand. Like, she to this day, she'll never understand why certain times with the news, just, I just get very just... Um, she she'll, she'll, she, won't, she won't know why. She's like, all right, dang, all right, you, all right I'll shut up. <laughs> so you can pay attention to the, to the news, whatever it is that you think is so fascinating right now that you need to pay attention to. Now, is his wife always with him when he gets an assignment? No. But the times that, you know, something's coming on because, um you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that he has time to go and replay it later. You know, some some things, this is the message right now. Maybe you don't know exactly what shows to watch when. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know that even if you could TiVo it and rewind it and catch it later, you know, maybe you have to leave tonight type stuff. So you don't have time to go into work. And in So either way, this is what he said. I'm just, that other stuff at the end, I'm just, uh, speculation there, just pure speculation. Something tragic or revolution has to happen in order for, you know. Oh, guys, this is the other thing. Something, something tragic or revolutionary. Now, you know, he was talking about human trafficking because he was talking about the tunnels. I got a lot to talk about. He was, it was like two hours, but I, 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 he was talking about the tunnels. And the tunnels are supposed to be very vast. These tunnels are supposed to be how they human traffic people. But mostly the tunnels are used. Um, the, he said to harvest all the gold, the the silver, the platinum, and they all these tunnels go everywhere. And hubs, there's there's hubs like hubs and tunnels under New York City. Uh, they go as far as from here all the way to Europe. They have tunnels that can go to Europe. And people say, well, there's underwater. You guys have to start thinking bigger because even underwater, there's rocks, um, cave. You know, you could go inside of a cave. You could be in the water and find an opening under the water and come up out of the water and be in a cave and it's, and it's dry. Even, um, you know, we showed you that when we, I'm going to say Wakanda too. But remember when Namor people used to go deep down into the water? They lived deep in the water. But by the time there was a, they did have a house under the water. They didn't go into some, on, on landing and go into that cave. No, it was like an underwater cave or something. So we don't know all the way the maps of the earth is or the um the different layers underneath the earth, how deep they can dig and go into, to even make those things. But but apparently these tunnels have been around here for centuries and that's how they also traffic people. They traffic people by trains as well. But the tunnels under New York City, he was saying that um, New York City had the highest human trafficking around the COVID and that uh, people were being taken very easily I think that was very easily to easy to do because when you have a, a fake pandemic, which is what it was, um, you know, there's nobody outside. Especially in like in New York City, where there was a, first of all, they, New York City is very heavily populated. You could tell New York the trains are shut down. You could tell them that's a blizzard. Don't go outside. That's not going to stop New Yorkers from doing anything. You could have told New Yorkers it was curfew, and also um, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. So even though there was millions of people in New York that was inside, and I'm it was were trafficking worldwide. We know that, but. Talking about a very heavily populated city, that don't mean a thing because that still is a lot of people that still was going to go risk it outside to do it or whatever, you know, to go out and just uh, get caught up. And it's easy to, it's very easy when nobody is there. There's no businesses and you know businesses are closed and I don't think they're monitoring their cameras. It was a, it was a, it was a time to, um, I think we see even looters got away with a lot. It was, it was, it was a, it was a very uh. Sleepy time, i will say. Very, people was in a trance. Every time you turn around, COVID-19, stay, stay, keep your distance, six feet. You know, wear your mask, wash your hands. It was a, It was weird. It was a, it was a weird time. <laughs> but let me just move on. Ray. Let's go back to Ray, all right? All right. Something tragic, a revolution has to happen in order for people to wake up and accept a one world government. Okay, some kind of tyranny is going to be involved. But the way he talks about it is very... Like it's painless like it's gonna be a painless transition now tls is a spiritual group they are not religious they are spiritual as a matter of fact when he says listen when he says when he goes on these missions he said that his missions are straight spiritual missions there's it ain't no mission impossible no that actually happens when he goes into the tunnels when he goes into the tunnels there's this commission impossible-ish uh, he's trying to get the children out. They're trying to get the children out of the tunnels, especially the ones that's been human trafficked. Uh, he, did, he does not do a lot of that work anymore. He wished that TLS did more of that work. He, they, they don't do it as much or as often anymore, and he would like that they do, but he's not in control in that. Now, this is, this is the thing. He said 10% of it, 5% to 10% of the operations are physical. 5 to 10% of the operations are physical, And the rest, which would be about, what, 95 to 90% of it, is spiritual. This means that these these people are spiritual. Ray is a human being, according to what he's saying, is that we all are born with certain energies, and we all have a certain level of certain things in us, down to our auras and our energies and our vibrations, and that we all have not tapped into our gifts. That when he was approached by TLS, he was approached by TLS um, in his older years. He's an older man now, but not when he was a young boy, that they sharpened those skills. He has teachers. He has um, people that he believes. He says he swears by everything they say 100% because he believes them. He believes them. He believes them. You know, it's just like everybody going through an organization. They guide him and they helped him to pull these things out. So he has become now spiritual. In my mind, this is really what I hear him saying is this is an organization of wizard warlocks and um, people of that sort. Might even be shamans and stuff. There's so many different names, but on a different level, meaning higher. Because there's levels to that. You got your little basic witch. I say it all the time. or your little dabbler. Yes, and men do it too. You got to stop saying saying witch and say warlock, say wizard. But they like wizard. They like wizard. Warlock, too, but that sounds a little whatever. That's what I hear. I hear that it's a bunch of rich. a rich, they they, rich. They ain't, it have to be. <laughs> to get these people to do all these things, you don't even pay their bills. I don't think that's the reason they grab them It's because they, they they, are rich. But anyway, he's tapped into it. Now, okay, now i see. <sighs> okay. He, he can't tell us everything. So this is the vague things that he does tell us. That... If there's a solar storm coming, a solar storm, solar, TLS has the ability to shift or stop it. This is using spiritual, okay? It says TLS, TLS has the ability to stop um, a major hurricane if they uh, wanted to. But this would have to be according to the assignments or things that they need in order to push things the way they want them to go. Um. He said, it's not done by machine, it's done with people, spiritual people who can shift things. I don't know, they're like super Saiyan gods or something like that. You know, I keep telling people they're out here, I don't, I'm tired of saying that. And what's sad about it is, you know, even in certain cultures, Hispanic people know. Yeah, I don't care if your family you don't even dabble. I said Hispanic because all culture Hispanic have some kind of somebody that's doing something. Y'all know about Ibrujaria, even if you heard about it. You know, the Haitians know. Even I don't doubt, but I'll be lying if I tell you. We have never heard in the Haitian culture anything called the voodoo. Mm-hmm. The Haitians don't do you? That's a lie. So go to Jamaica. And I wish oh, Jamaica tell me ain't no, OB be a man or woman. Don't give me that crap. We can do this all day. Let's go to Ireland. Come on, Ireland. Come on down. Ireland ain't going to tell me. Ireland filled with occultism, mysticism. A lot of people run through Ireland just to get it from there. We're not going to do that today. Africa, we go. Asia got them too. Every continent got some in the dabbling and the doo And every generation of the world, and those cultures produces the next generation of dabbler. So we have to stop doing that. What we need to stop. The, I mean, what what makes people think rich people don't dabble? Because what dabbling is a poor person thing. It has nothing to do with that. And the people on top. The higher, higher up ones, especially in these organizations, they are really tapping into that uh, pure ancient mystery magic. They messing with this watered down stuff that they're going to give you. That Ouija board is a straight devil. They will put that Ouija board all day long. As long as I got the Ouija board and the devil's right there, that's trinket stuff. Most of them don't even touch it. They don't touch that. They got other ways to be doing stuff. If you think when he's doing his missions he's bringing a Ouija board, that's that's baby stuff, and it's dumb. Even John John Todd even said it. Leave that thing alone. Them damn tarot cards. Excuse my language. We gonna move on. Talking to. Let me tell you. Go ahead. You gonna know find what you're looking for. Find what you're looking for. But we gotta stop doing that. So it's the wizards. Let's go this way though. Yeah. This is this is. OK, here it is here. Again, it's not done by machine. It's done with people, spiritual people who can shape who can shift things. Not always are they allowed to interfere with the process. Otherwise, they would stop everything so they can't just see. So God is always in control. God is still in control um, as far as they can't do everything and stop everything but it seems what he's saying is the ones that they choose to stop it doesn't necessarily have to do with things like oh the people are going to get hurt or they're innocent or you know there's babies over there that's that's not necessarily why they would stop a hurricane he says it would be more or less an example of like the banking What's going on in this area, you know, financially or whatever, globally that affects the the rest of the world? You know, what's going on there economically that still affects banking, basically, like some kind of a we can't have that happen over there, because if it happens over there and they get crushed, you know, crushed, if, if somebody's going to get crushed, it, it shouldn't be done, because if they get crushed, then... Uh, you know somehow that affects it 's going to be a ripple in the thing, and it 's going to most of all set us back from what we 're trying to do let 's see if we could try to shift this stuff some other way It has, it has absolutely n- he says they would stop everything i don 't know that they would i don 't know that they would but let 's keep going He says um, Danny says unfortunately, a lot of natural disasters are not caused by nature they are man made by evil doers and psychopaths. OK here we go with the evil doers and the psychopaths you all got to bear with me with this one. those was two hours. He does not consider himself to be evil. TLS, he does not consider the organization TLS to be evil. He thinks that they are the good guys. He thinks the the psychopaths and what he calls is evildoers. The, the way he talks, let me tell you the truth. This this comes off to me. Like if I had to, if I, okay, there's evildoers. Remember, our side say we're good. And we say that, um you know, the pagan, you know, the 13 bloodlines, the, the ones that are ruling this world of 1%, we say that they're evildoers, you know, they're the bad ones, we would say they were psychopaths. But when I'm listening to this man and the power that he has, because you have some power. If, if what you're saying is true, you have power. You have power to go on missions, you have power to do this, you have power to decode the news, you, you know things, you have knowledge, you know, you are actually shape, You are shaping the future technically by doing things behind the scenes through your organization and all this other stuff. Doesn't that make you the bad guy? In my eye, I'm just talking hypothetically. Wouldn't that make you the bad guy to me? I don't know, because you're saying you, do, you, you still can't tell us what you're doing. It's all a secret. So we can't really tell you. Only you're going to swear. Everybody swears by the organization. I say it all the time. I don't want to say they brainwashed too, but dang it in a way he's not even initiated I, I, don't, I don't know if he wants to be maybe he's still trying to be he said he's been with them for 12 years but he's not initiated yet but everybody loves their organization so what how does that not make you the bad guy so if you're not the bad guy if I say if I thought okay maybe you're the bad guy you're saying you're not the bad guy the bad guy are the evildoers who are the evildoers so this is when I'm starting to figure out is this just like is this just like organizations battling organizations and some organizations just think that they're better than others or are you saying that of all of the 1% who's ru- ru- the world, some of y'all have and and y'all know they're into the occult and y'all know they're into mysticism and and, and Kabbalah and all of that stuff are y'all saying that some of y'all have decided to break away and use some of that spirituality to try to do good? But if that's the case, that couldn't possibly be, be a thousand percent true, whether he understands that or not, because at the end of the day you're still pushing the same agenda of new world order, one world government one love, no police. So how is it any? How is it? How is it different? Are you just saying? I, listen, I, I can't. I can't identify who the evil is because at this point, like I said, by definition, you would be part of them. Hey, you know, you behind the scenes doing, you spiritually doing things. You see that it's working because in the news, what? How do we? whatever results he said because he asked them how do you know it's working right well because i see the results i see the results okay you see the results so you know that you did something and this happened and it worked but how he's like and so in time with you know every generation of tls and other organizations doing this and shape and shaping things and pushing things in the way they want to go it's just going to push it the end goal is all the same push it to the new world order so how do we know that the results just because you got the results is something good He's the same one that said if people have to die along the way, they're going to have to die. So at the end of the day, you're all about the mission and you're all about the end goal. But how do you know the results mean that it's... That, that, how do you know results genuinely mean good? Results don't always mean something good. So the man is conflicted. And like I said, even if you, I'm just this is theorizing, it still goes back to the same thing. You're still on the same side, buddy. Nah. He says certain technologies... Oh, listen... He says, certain technologies from way back um, that those evildoers have in their possession. Remember, he's foreign, so he talks a little, uh, his language is a little choppy sometimes. But he's saying that technically they have technology from back in the day. That's when he started to get my techn- my. Ed- Attention more because I already was saying that. Um, that's just keeps being proven. I even brought up the show Lost for a reason because that island was there was a lot of mechanical energy in that, especially the island, especially the way they was able to to turn that wheel. There was a wheel in the end of a of a cave or something. Oh man, that it was that island was the Devil's Island too. It was really called the Devil's Island, and they turned and turned and pushed that wheel, and they pushed the wheel. They moved the island, literally moved the island so it couldn't be seen because the island wasn't really a, a real island. It was more like a realm or something like that. Couldn't always be found by a map. It was something that she had to stumble to by accident or they had to try to uh, pinpoint in advance where the island was gonna be. And when I was watching it, especially understanding the ancient mysteries and technologies and also Egypt uh, Kemet symbolism was all over um, lost. So the the they was basically saying ancient Egypt uh foundations technologies and then that that wheel so we know that huh it ain't it ain't lost so he says um the, it's very exciting technology It's very strong and the technology has a lot of abilities. This is a technology that he's saying that the evildoers have in their possession. He said, however, it could be used for the greater good or it can be used by psychopaths in order to enslave humanity, in order to create chaos, in order to take over geographical places in the world and so on. That's what he says. So this same great technology is something... That can be used for the good, but in the wrong hands, it will be used for bad. It's being used for bad. He said that the tunnels, uh, remember I told you the tunnels and the hubs? He said those tunnels and the hubs are not new either. And the tunnels and the hubs are actually not man-made. The tunnels were made by the same technology. As a matter of fact, he said uh, the problem is that technology will... Technology is what, that technology is what took out a lot of civilizations um, because they were so strong and they, they so he said it was very dangerous when you put a lot of faith or a lot of belief into technology because when you do that, you take away from other things. And so you become absorbed in it to the point that the technology uh, becomes too much in it and it, it takes them out. Or um, same same thing that's supposed to be the future of us with AI. AI will eventually get smarter. I, I said this before in previous episode. Elon Musk said that that is a very, that's a very real thing. There's no regulation on it, and all it's doing is collecting data, collecting data to mimic humans as best it could be. And at any time, it could just take over. Is this just the beginning? You know, we don't know what it's gonna look like in like fifty years. In fifty years, you're gonna get in your car, and if you have tickets, or if you have a warrant or something, your car is going to lock you in and say Boop, and pull you up right into right in front of the police station, and just lock you in until the police come. Oh, how convenient! You don't know how far it's going to go, okay? Um, matrix. They had an animatrix. The animatrix was very clear about that. It actually, showed how we got into the matrix or how the matrix went into it. But that's what he was talking about as well. Yeah. But anyway, he talked about the tunnels that go through New York, t- around the tunnels that go. From New York to Portugal to Australia. He said they have trains that um go through there as well. So some tunnels just hold people. But the tunnels that he's talking about. That go from New York to Portugal to Australia. Um, those trains work on electric magnetic field. And move very fast. Very very fast. He said he's been on those trains before. You don't have to take some kind of special swim to go to sleep. But they do put you in some kind of a special suit. Um, You could get to from New York to New York to Europe in an hour or less. He says those with the very special gifts in TLS can just levitate. He says in some of these um, tunnels that he went into to rescue some of these kids, they—if you wouldn't even call them children—by the time they got to them, they were like subhumans. I guess you wouldn't say like the um, the hills have eyes, um, deformed. They said back in the day um with the children they used to just kidnap kids and just take them and, and leave them in some of these tunnels there there really was no purpose other than just the malicious taking of them making them suffer but it said now in these days they actually take the children they don't waste them a lot of them they clone them they said they clone them until basically they can't do anything more with the body anymore uh the original and then they just discard of the body Um, he's talked about in the tunnels, it's um, booby-trapped. That's what I'm talking about. When he goes in troubles in the tunnels, it's M.I. It's like M.I. Mission Impossible because he has to wear special suits, um, special gadgets, and have special equipment because it's booby-trapped. And he said the booby-traps that he's talking about is um not just like a you know, laser here. It's laser, but he says it's like a magnetic field laser. So one time he was on a mission with somebody. That's why they tell you the levels and the dangers of the missions before they go. They do have the option to take it level seven, eight, nine, or ten, one through ten. But he said the the highest he's taken is a seven. He doesn't because well, he might not come back. Um, one time somebody leaned against the wall when they were in the tunnels trying to go through the traps because there's so many traps before they can even get to the children. The person disintegrated. Uh, there, there is no, he He got shocked and he died and we could feel him for a pulse. There was nothing left of him. There was nothing left of him. He says the kind of thing when you go down into the tunnels, that's why when they go, they're going down with special suits and equipments and stuff, he just he can't even take a phone. You can't, you can't afford to even take a phone because we have to sit there and just be on point trying to get through the time. This is what he said. There's no body left. So he's like, it's the kind of thing by the time you're caught up in the trap, they make sure there is no body left. I don't know that anybody will be there to come get you either, but it's just that's it. They don't even have to worry about cleanup, it seems. Um, again, this is the same technology. Now he talks about a guy named Kevin. Kevin is an ET. Um. Oh, um. Kevin is E. T. But is now Kevin. That's what he said. He said Kevin. Kevin was an E. T. But he's now Kevin. And Kevin works for T. L. S. Kevin is in New York. Ray is in New York, and Kevin is in New York. There is a according to him. I listen, man. But that's just who he's naming. And Kevin is just what they call him now. That's not his real name, but he's the E.T. He got on board with TLS. Now, if you're talking about this on the spiritual side that we're looking at, what is an E.T. Uh, But a fallen angel, shape-shifting being, okay? He's Kevin now, and he lives in New York. So this E.T. has the ability to clearly look like us. Ain't no way Kevin could just be Kevin now who just lives in New York. Or as he says, an extraterrestrial that's now named Kevin and lives in New York. Unless it's a it's a being that can shape shift and look like us. You understand what I'm saying? I've been saying a long time ago that everybody is not human. Whether it's a clone, robotoid, you want to call it a shape shifting being that can literally look like anything, manifest into anything, and inhabit inanimate objects like a TV or a laundry dryer started or your lights. For crying out loud, can be invisible. Can manifest as a a, a spaceship. That's what I'm trying to say. If you understand what a shapeshifter is, you, and, and you broaden the definition of it, you'll stop limiting yourself to, you'll say, alien, too. And you'll understand that it, something could just be masquerading around as that. Once they've already identified as the potential of alien, what's they what are they going to manifest as dragons? They haven't said nothing to us about the potential existence of dragons. And then it can manifest as that for people to say they've seen it. But Kevin is here in New York. They talked to him and asked him about the, um, the children... He said, right, so last time, the last time in 2019, Ray told the interviewer before this interview that he did in January 1st, 2022, he told the interviewer in 2019, a fake pandemic is coming. There would be a global lockdown. New York City would be locked down. That um, there would be fires in Australia and that eventually things would happen in Israel, but also something else with uh, um, Israel before that and somebody else and then something going on with Israel now this interview was in 2022 he didn't mention i don't believe the israel issues that are happening today but there were issues with israel and everything pretty much had told the interviewer at 19 has come to pass now he said that when i told you these things in 2019 you looked at me like i was crazy he's like but you know, and the funny thing about it is the interviewer had actually asked him and said, now, remember, you had told me in, um, in 2019 that there would be a fake pandemic. And then he's like, you end up being right. He's like, well, to be clear, I didn't just tell you about a pandemic. I told you about one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> he's like, and as you can see, all these things come to pass. So the man knows something. You know, what is... Okay. Now, here's the interesting. The interesting thing that Ray says. Ray says that it's very clear that he wants everybody listen. This is the first thing he says in this interview. Is the first thing that he needs everybody to know is that he's against this. The interview that T L S is even being talked about, right? So, we beg the question next. Why did you do it? Well, he did it with the permission of the organization T L S, allowing him to be interviewed. Um, Obviously, with the respect to certain questions being asked and certain questions not being asked, what he wanted us viewers to know or people watching to know is that he is not a spokesperson for TLS in this system. Like in this setup as the interview, he's not here to be a spokesperson for TLS. He, He don't even think TLS should even be talked about, you know, but... Um, The interviewer is technically now the spokesperson for TLS. And he told the interviewer straight up and down because they chose you and you accepted. So you are right now technically the spokesperson for TLS. And what it was is this person went digging and digging and digging and got up with this member. of He met um, with this guy, Ray, the quote unquote Ray, and kept hounding hounding him and hounding him and hounding him and hounding him. And finally, through the hounding and being annoying and a pain in the butt, Array went forward to talk to one of his uh, leaders who eventually probably saw this as an opportunity. So in my opinion, what I feel is this content creator probably wasn't even, he was doing something, but it wasn't until I'm guessing he's getting sponsorship now through TLS to sit here and raise awareness to spread the message. Um, so now they're using this host. I mean, yeah, the interviewer, whose name is Jason, Jason Shurka, S-H-U-R-K-A. That's what he basically says. You, you are the spokesperson. It's not me. It's you. I want not to do this. But they are allowing me to do it. They are sending me to technically do it. But at this point, you, he let it be known to everybody. They chose you. You accepted. This is your thing now. And he said, for you, I wouldn't even want that you do this. This is not good for you. You know what I mean? As far as um for your safety. That's what he said. But at the same time, I can't tell you what to do. So we're just going to do the interview and do what is agreed to be done and get this over. Not get this over. That's not the attitude. He He's a very respectful man. But at the same time, he wants to be very clear. Like, you know, are you sure you want to go down this rabbit hole? Because. Yeah. There's. I need to get to some serious stuff that he said because I'm about to be. So anyway, like one thing he says here, the purpose is to eliminate all this madness and to bring awareness into the world. Once you have universal awareness with those E.T., because they are part of you as well. So the, so the whole thing is he's saying mankind and humankind have to come to awareness of one another because we're all connected. Remember, the whole message of the New World Order is going to be oneness. We are all one. We are all equals with the, your, with the black and the white, the Muslim and the Jew. You understand? Like every there's no religion. There's no color dying down to. We have to accept the extraterrestrials as well. The, the extraterrestrials, he's saying, helps guide TLS and, um, and, and mankind through TLS in order to help us all. So it's very clear that they're saying the extraterrestrials care about us. So now the interviewer said, why would they care about us? Um, What do they care for us? You know, as long as their planets are supposedly safe and all of this, why would they care for us? And then again, he goes, again, universal awareness. He keeps stressing universal awareness. If something happens to Earth, it's going to have a ricochet effect to, like, the planetary systems, and what happens here does affect them. So they have a universal, they have a universal awareness. They understand it's for us to get to universal awareness so that we can all be as one. This is what it sound like to you, honey. The fallen angels or terrestrials are saying that we need to all. I mean, I mean you, could, you could paint this story a thousand different ways, and you still hear the, the lie in the garden, which is... Um, you are your own god. You can be as God. This, this is okay. So they talked about the children. What are they taking the children for, other than the cloning? And they talked about adrenochrome. I think we talked about adrenochrome um they extract adrenochrome well i haven't talked about it on this podcast but i will they extract adrenochrome from children they take um, hormones enzymes they use the children also as guinea pigs to test a lot of things out on them as well um and usually so we know they use them for sacrifice as well adrenochrome is the uh, i believe is the fear is it the fear in them A chemical a, a chemical compound produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. It was the subject of limited research from 1950s through the 70s as a potential cause of schizophrenia. And that's all they give us. But in, right here it says the dark virality of Hollywood blood harvesting. Cause, yeah, that's what they do because they use it also for, um, I think, beauty. So they don't age. Uh, my point is... That's what he said. This was <laughs> he said what they do to the children there is worse than what um Mangel did in Auschwitz to those children. He said all this stuff is done underground in big labs and the children are guarded by people, but mostly that but mostly technology. Like a very highly advanced technology. Now he says when TLS saves the children, they take they take them to an undisclosed location. Some of them are taken by ships um, outside of the globe on aircrafts. Yeah, so some are taken by, they. some are taken and given to the term. Extrater- this is what he said. TLS will save the children. Some are taken to undisclosed location. And then some are taken by ships outside of the globe on crafts, which made me think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But The truth of the matter is, I made me think about this. Well, gee, Ray of TLS, if you're going in there to save these children and to bring them out, wouldn't you want to reunite these children with their families, Ray? Wouldn't you want to? I think he said some of them, they get dropped off at the hospital, but they'll spread them out, which hospitals they drop them off at, and also that's done anonymously as well. So some get dropped off. I don't know what are you saying, the ones that you don't need or that, that they can't be used for anything. What are you putting the rest on ship, on ships for, Ray? You know, them ships been around since Egypt, too. Where are they going, Ray, in the earth, Ray? What the, that, how can you be of good if you're doing that? I mean, I just have questions. That's all I'm saying. I got some questions. All right, y'all. I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna call this part one because there's more I to talk about. But I did want to let you all know this. He said that the extraterrestrials want want the Bibles, not the Bible, but the Bibles, all of them. The Quran, the um, the the um, Holy Bible and I think he said the Torah, Zuhar, and all the Bibles, where all the um major patriarchs and all these people come from. Then he even says it. He said, why can't they just take the Bibles? I don't know, but he said they want like all the the Bibles and to know the foundations of this and that. The, the things that he learns from his leaders, he says even he questions, but then he doesn't question it anymore, I mean, even though he sometimes... Doesn't make sense. He doesn't question it because it's his leaders and he trusts them. He said his leaders themselves read the Bible. They read all the books, but he said the Bible is written in code and they know how to read the Bible in the code and they know how to de- decipher the Bible. Everybody knows who can read the Bible that the Bible is written in code. Everybody, before we knew, the original Jews and Hebrews know. But after they sacked the temple in 70 AD and they stole everything, switched everybody's identity around, they learned how to read the books, they decoded the book, and they tried they changed everything and made up whatever was up down and whatever down was up and we can see what happened now he said there's there's codes written in almost technically all of them but especially the bible he even says the bible has a lot of good stuff that you could take to it and apply but at the end of the day if if you ask them if there is a true god they're going to say no another very interesting thing is the leader of um tls the founder they said that um Supposedly, uh, one of the founders, he was approached when he was 50 years old, and he was approached when he was 50 years old in the year 1690 and sixty forty, and he's an old man today. And the only thing that I can think of is, could he be another Kevin, an extraterrestrial whose name is just whatever it is? And he said, that man is still wise, very wise leader still amongst them today. He was approached when he was 50 years old. He said, the man is just an older gentleman today. He's just still alive. He's very youthful, very wise, very knowledgeable, very spiritual man. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, maybe he's even a half and half and having some demigod in him. I don't know. But this man is still walking. He was born in 1690-something. It's 2023. On that note, you guys, I love you all and I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.